going on ladies and gentlemen back again with yet another episode of the gift is free podcast appreciate everybody coming out as always people that's uh joining in i'm gonna like to i like to let a couple people join in and and get acquainted real quick before we get started Gonna be a great show tonight. Some insight, some different, um, some different aspects of thinking, like a different way and a different way of, of thinking tonight. It's gonna be a, a different interview. I always say that with all of mine, but this one's gonna be different as well. You're gonna, you're gonna thoroughly enjoy this uh, from top to bottom. Um, this is a real good brother, great interview tonight. Um, my man Darren Smith. Known him for a number of years, man. He's just been a cool, calm, collected cat, as always, looking from the outside in and then actually getting to have conversations and be around him. Um, as I got older, he's a cool gentleman. And then we actually had uh, a connecting point out of nowhere. Uh, that was that was that was a very, very, very wild. You know what I mean? Um, but we'll get to that later on. and You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when we talk about it later. Um, but yeah, man, ladies and gentlemen, you're back again uh, on the Gift is Free podcast. I'm Dion Queen, and tonight uh, I got my man Darren Smith coming on. I'm going to introduce him right now. What's going on with you, bro? What's up, good brother? How you doing, man? Man, I'm wonderful, man. First of all, I'm appreciative. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, um, coming on the podcast and, and, and kicking some game real quick. I really appreciate it, first and foremost. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, you know, you reached out to me. This was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of you, big fan of the show. You know what I'm saying? So this was, you know, this was something that I definitely, I definitely had to do. So thank you for uh, having me on. You know, what I, mean? I definitely appreciate it. Facts, facts, man. And uh, sure. first thing I like to do when I first get people on my show, man, is just you know what I mean. Ask them what's on their mind, and ask them what's you know what I mean right off the top of the head if they had something that's on their mind they want to discuss and wanted to talk about. So. I want to kind of get started before we give the background and, and, and everything that you got going on. Um, I just wanted to see if there was anything prevalent on your mind that you wanted to speak about at this point right now. Um, nah, nothing, nothing more so than what's, you know, than what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? The, the battles that we're fighting, pandemic, um, you know, all the things with, you know, racial injustice, social injustice, and just all of those things combined. It's, um, it's making the world a very, you know, very uh, complicated place to live in, and to see it, you know, play out in front of our eyes is just something. Um, it's just something, you know, really, really. It's crazy to watch, and it's historic to watch at the same time. We, we're living through something that people have never seen before, literally. Right. So, you know, just to just to see it play out um, day by day, it's um, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So. You know, my my those those are where my thoughts are, um, where they've been since everything has started. Um, you know, just trying to get through it day by day, like everybody else, trying to stay safe. Um, you know, just uh, keeping everybody in mind, my family, the people I haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, just taking the necessary measures to stay safe, man. So that's uh, that's pretty much where I've you know where I've been mentally. Um, so, and I, I feel like most people that I know have you know have been on that same, you know, um, that same wavelength. So nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. 
um, you know, that's that that's where I've been at. So Okay, okay, man. And um to kind of speak on that, man, and speak on that uh the, the pandemic that's going on right now. Um I know we had like a, a, a serious shutdown when everybody really couldn't even commute or go anywhere, anything. Um, but we've kind of had still like this series where we've kind of really been like ducked off and kind of been in the house and yeah. kind of like really in closed quarters. Yeah. What is, something, what is something that you feel like you mastered during this time? Um, something that I've mastered, or something that you kind of something that you kind of picked up that was a little like different from what you would have been doing if you was out and about. Was it something that was you picked um, up that was a different skill, or was it something that you attacked? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I wouldn't say master, but just things that I've been able to, you know, to put more uh, focus on. Being that we've had, um, unfortunately, we've had more time to, you know, to to do those types of things. So it's kind of look at those things. It's a it's a silver lining in in the dark cloud that we've been able to, um, you know, take time to reflect and you know, focus on things that we may not have um, been focusing on with uh, prior to this. So, I mean, of course, you know, getting, taking time to really to, to get the book together and put that out. Um, I know that probably would have taken, it may have taken a little longer to do um, without this, without this time that we've had on our hands. So, I'm um, focusing on that. I was able to, you know, um, uh, thankfully, I was able to purchase my, my first crib during this time. Um, Congratulations, so, brother. You know, appreciate it. Just getting hey. my finances together for that. And um, being able to do the necessary steps without a lot of the outside distractions, because you know I've I've been working from home, um, and I've just been able, you know, we just I've just been able to do those things, um, take the necessary steps because I haven't had to go to work and I haven't had the other outside things that I'm usually you know out and about, um, you know, going to work, just going to just doing different things, you know, just through your daily life. So um, so just focusing on those two things would definitely. Um, I wanted to use this time wisely. So those things were definitely the two things that I wanted to um to accomplish during this time. You know what I mean? So um so I wouldn't say I wouldn't say master, but just those yeah. that I were, you know, I, I was probably like, shouldn't have been so direct and since switched yeah. to master. You feel me? But right, right. Kind of just more, you got yeah, you you, you kind of answered the question all right. about right. Sure. That, was, that was pretty smooth, you feel me? Definitely. So you know what I mean? Kind of to to I don't want to get too far because I heard you mention it already with the book, but Kind of give people um, a little bit of the background of where where you're from and and kind of what you were into coming up and you know what I mean. And yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I said Darren Smith. Um, I'm originally from Shady Side, Maryland. Uh, small Shady Side. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, when you see people, when you like, we all we know a lot of the same people. But when you see anybody with that four six eight behind like their oh, Instagram name. Or you Twitter already know whatever. That's what that means. That's where mm-hmm. they're from. They're from that area. So you know, small town, southern Anne Arundel County. Um, you know, came up had a had a really you know really good childhood. Had a uh, had a really great support system, loving family. Um, you know, people who were really really invested in me, invested time and uh, energy in me to see that you know I grew up to to make something of myself, you know, so I can't thank every, and the people, they know who they are. People who invested time in me, it's too many to name, but, um, you know, I'm always uh, grateful and thankful for those people. But um, yeah, it came up uh, Shadyside, Maryland, but um, as I, you know, as I grew into a, you know, preteen, teenager, um, I started to uh, 
you know, I migrated kind of Annapolis and North uh, and on the county. So I, um, I made a lot of my friends playing, playing basketball, AAU basketball. So a lot of the people that you know, um, Queen, you know, I, I've known them since we were, you know, 11, 12 years old. We're talking about, you know, Kerwin Porters, the Ryan Parkers, the, you know, uh, Dion Peters, like these guys. We, um, I met these guys when I was young, when I was young, and I met them through playing sports. Um, you know, so I, I started really, play, I've been playing sports since I was, you know, six years old, but, you know, I started playing, you know, real competitive, like AAU around 11, 12 years old. And that's when I started to, um, to kind of migrate to, like I said, Annapolis and north of the county. So, um, you know, I went to, I started off on a Southern middle school, mm -hmm. um, and then I transferred to, uh, to Severin, to Severin school. I went to Severin school for high school. Now, um, hold on. I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to split that. I want to talk about the yeah, yeah. aspect as a different yeah. aspect. So, definitely coming up, like you, you play sports, and I know. I mean, the the basis of this interview is is about the book, but you know that this show and this basis, this is around sports. Like, you know what I mean? For I'm sure. All sports, primarily basketball. For sure. You played basketball coming up, and you said you started playing competitively around 11, 12 years old, and and you know what I mean. During that time, it's not, I mean, thinking about it and even hearing stories, it wasn't like you was just a scrub playing. You you was out oh, there, yeah. you was giving dudes oh, gas. You see what I'm saying? So it was like it was like a, a situation where I always wanted to ask you, like, because I never got to ask you. We've never been on that accord to be in that situation. But I was like, yeah. what was it? Who was the player that that you was looking up to? Like, who was your favorite player? Who was the player that drove you to play basketball? Like your favorite athlete at the time? Um, I mean, coming up. You so you mean just like NBA players, players that you know that we see on TV or players that we grew up watching? Um, of course, you know, of course, the Jordans, uh, Anthony Hardaway. That was that was my man. If it wasn't, I mean, right next to Jordan was Penny for me. You know yeah, I, mean? um, I see Penny a lot. Yeah, uh, Grant Hill. I love Grant Hill's game. Um, uh, who else? Um, man, it's it's so many. You know what I mean? Of course, of course, as I got a little older, Kobe Bryant. Um, but all, all of the guys that everybody that everybody emulates and, and you know and, and, and patterns their game after. Um, I know it's funny. I used to, and when I got to high school, I wore I wore number fourteen. Um, and a lot of people don't notice, but I wore that number because of Lynn Greer, who went to Temple. Mm. Um, I loved his. He was a lefty just like me. I loved his game. <laughs> Lynn Greer, like who? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, yeah. that's, that would that's the see that's why I want to ask that question yeah. like Lynn yeah. Greer that's different yeah. you know what loved, I mean love this game dog right. he was strong tough guard um and I love I, I loved Temple I love Temple University I kind I wanted to go there like um you know if I could have played if I could have hooped in college I probably would have if I was on that level you know what I mean I would have loved to go to Temple I loved Philly I loved that school and I love that he that he competed in the A10 conference so. Um, that was where I, you know, when I got to high school and we picked our numbers, I picked 14 because of Lynn Gray, because he was he was just a smooth lefty who could who could shoot the lights out. You know what I'm saying? That's so yeah, that was like that was like my my motivation for picking that number. Um, but no, like I said, uh, coming up once I started playing AAU basketball, which was around 11, 12 years old, you know, played for the legendary Coach Wilson, rest in peace. Um, and that's when you know, when we, when I really realized like what the game was about, 
You know what I mean? That's when we started to play competitively. Um, I watched I watched your podcast with with my homeboy, my man Kerwin on here, and he was talking about how, you know, when you got to Coach Wilson, it was when, that's when you stepped your level of play up. Mm-hmm. The competition was, you know, I was I was coming from, you know, Southern Anne Arundel County playing basketball down there. So I wasn't used to, you know, two hour practices when you're 12 years old and, um, you know, playing three or four games sometimes in a day in a tournament every single weekend from from Virginia to Baltimore to anywhere up and down the East Coast, wherever there was a tournament. Um, we were there, you know what I'm saying? And we would sometimes just roll only five deep, six deep, you know what I mean? But we're. We, you know, we giving we giving people the business. You know what I'm coming, saying? So, coming from coming from that situation too, like, cause I feel like I, I can relate to that being where I was at in Pasadena. Yeah, I didn't even really get exposed to AAU ball until I was like 15. Right, 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 right. So it was like really late. But yeah, you know, I was playing in Pasadena for that long and being accustomed to playing around the way for that long, and everybody that came to the lake was coming from each and everywhere. Right. So I right. felt like I would have been fine with it, but I just felt like if I would have been into it way earlier i would have been a little bit better off so yeah i want you to kind of kind of kind of uh expand expound on that a little bit like how you have to come from some a place like shady side that adjustment that you have to make yeah yeah um, and how it kind of drives because i feel like it's one and the same like it kind of drives you when you're in those situations and you're coming from there and you go to those city quote unquote you know those places and you got to prove yourself so talk about that and 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 what like what it was that drove you during that time um, no, absolutely. It was definitely, you know, definitely an adjustment um, coming from a small area and then going to compete against people who are just as good, if not better than you on a, you know, on a consistent basis. But um, at the same time, that's something that, you know, if you if you feel like you're good and you feel like you're the best, that's what you want. That's who you want to play against. And we were exposed to that competition, you know, all the time. So it brings out, you know, it brings out that competitive nature in you that you want to, you know, you want to compete. You want to show that, like, you know, I don't care where I'm from. I'm not a slouch at all. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So um, just you know, that that's it, it definitely brings out uh, that side of you um, just on a just from just a day to day standpoint. You know, I'm 11, 12 years old. My days are so long now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm traveling. Of course. I mean, the summertime we're practicing every single day. Right. So, you know, and my mother, this was, like I said, back in the day. Well, my mother, she still works in D.C. So my mother's coming, coming home from D.C. to Shadyside to pick me up. Then we're driving to Savannah Park to get to practice by six o'clock. You know what I'm saying? And then we're practicing. Being grown, yo, being grown yes. really makes you understand Absolutely. how crazy my right. yeah. Going. Yeah, man. Yeah, Those man. sacrifices. You don't you don't notice it. I mean, you you kind of know it when you're young, but when you're older now and you see the things that you have to do, and, and um, I mean, I don't I don't have any kids, but just to to see what people have to do to put their children in positions to be successful and to keep they they make sacrifices to you know to keep to keep their children out of the streets and to make sure they're doing things constructive with their lives. You know what I'm saying? So I commend my mother every day now for that because that's something that I know she was. Every day she was dog tired, but she did it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and not only that, that uh, not only that, you know, exposing me to, to a higher level of competition and bringing out more play, uh, better play in me. That also, um, you know, it, it kind of I was able to make friends and the friends that I have until this day yeah. are from those bonds that I made literally through basketball, through AAU basketball. People, I mean. 
my closest friends I've known since I was 10, 11, 12 years old. I met through Coach Wilson. I met through playing in some playing Savannah Park uh, AAU basketball in 3D. And, um, you know, going on those long trips and tournaments and YBOA, AAU, and, you know, sleeping in the cars together and all of us in our coaches' living room. And we, we sleeping in our uniforms. We, we just played at 8 o'clock. We get home. We got a game the next day at 10. You know what I mean? Those, those sorts of things. Like it builds that brotherhood. It builds that camaraderie. And those things are, you know, those memories are priceless. You know what I'm saying? So above above all else, that's the one thing that I cherish about, um, you know, about coming up and playing in those competitive fields with just the, the bond and the friendship that I make. You know what I'm saying? Um, of course, we were all competitive and all wanted to win, but we, you know, it was just a brotherhood that we had. Right. And, you know, anybody who, you know, who was fortunate enough to play, you know, competitive AAU, um, they can attest to that. You know what I'm saying? So that's a common, like, and, and like you speak on the bonds and the relationships that you built through sport. I feel like in Anne Arundel County specifically, I mean, I know it happens throughout a lot of different places, but I know our county specifically, and even uh, uh, coast counties, your PG counties, and your Baltimore cities, and your Baltimore counties, like, the, the relationships, you can establish a relationship with a tree of people through playing yeah. sport. Yeah. And that is something that I really feel like in our county that was, like, really, really helpful for us. Like, if we didn't have yeah. sports, like, it was – it would be kind of hard to establish relationships with people, like you know what I mean, being from right. where you're from, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, no, that was that were from in, from up road and from down the road. They're not going right. to be checking for 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 a guy from Pasadena or a guy from Shady Side or, or right, you know what I mean? right, right, right. It, it was it was a beautiful experience coming up to establish these relationships with the people that we came up with. For sure, for sure, absolutely. I'm glad you spoke on it. And that's um, you know, coming. And where like I, where I was where I was where I'm from, it's really it's a small town. So it's anything that anyone if you anything you want to do at a higher level, whatever it is, all of the resources are Annapolis and North in Anaheim. Yeah. So once you once you get below Annapolis, once you get into the edge waters and the South Rivers and the Dills and the churches and the shady side, oh, the resources just become just less and less because it's just less people, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So anything that you want to do, like, is you gotta. I don't want to say anything, but when you, if you want to compete at a at a higher level, if you want to be exposed to more, it's it's in your best interest to kind of you have to migrate and see where those different resources. No doubt, in that different level of competition, you know what I mean. Like, no there's no, um, you know, there, there's no Lake Waterford League in in Shady Side. There's not a. There's not a um a truck and park league or wild league in Shady Side. So uh, everyone has to migrate in order to in order to be exposed to different things. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's something that my mother saw just at a young age. Like, okay, we gotta you gotta get out. This cause this area is not gonna it doesn't have enough to, you know, to to keep you here. So we we have to get you out to where the resources are and to where the different things and, and expose you to different levels of competition and just expose you to different facets of life period because um like I, I mean i'm from shady side all day but it's just you know that's just the reality of the situation yeah know? no that's a fact that's that's just what it is like you said it is what it is now the thing about it is i heard you just say this a minute ago you got to look out and look beyond was Coming up was sports one of the only goals that you had just because like you know what I mean? You were super you were really into sports. I could tell, like, you know what I mean, just knowing about your background, I know, but 
just yeah. to kind of give them a, a, a little glimpse of it, was sports really just the primary thing that you were motivated by at the time, or what were kind of some other things you wanted to do when nah, you were young? Nah, I mean, I always, um, I mean, of course, sports was sports was it. You know what I mean? That was, um, that was, uh, you know, what I had, my, what my focus was on. That was when my first love lied. But um, you know, I always wanted to go to college. I just, I always wanted to just to uh, to be a person of substance and to be a person that was more than just whatever dribbling the basketball, running with a football. I wanted mm-hmm. to be known. Um, for more than that. And that's something I'm still continuing to strive to do. Right. And, um, but at a young age, like that was all, that was instilled in me to, you know, you, you get, you gotta get an education. Yeah. Like, school, we don't play around with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and that was one of the, I mean, that was one of the, uh, one of the deals my mother made with me coming up. Like, you, as long as you take care of what you have to take care of in school, you know, I'll make sure anything you want, if it's within my power to get it, I'll make sure that you have it. Yeah. That's your, that's your side of the deal, to make sure you handle what you have to handle in school, make sure you get good grades. And you took care of that. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you're respectful. Just make sure yeah. you're, you know, a good person. And then all the other outside stuff, you know, whatever your materialistic things and you want to be, you want to do this and do that, I'll make sure, I'll do what I can, as much as I can to make sure that you're, um, you know, to make sure that you're taken care of. But the school, that's that's your responsibility. You know what I'm saying? That, man, that's that that's amazing, man. Cause like a lot of times you, you know, especially with us, like as black Americans, we yeah. really are keyed in on doing those one or two things coming up. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I just kind of try to get the glimpse of what kids what, when we was coming right. up kids, what you was trying to what was on your mind, you know what I mean? And my and I never well, so two things. I never wanted to just I always wanted to be well rounded, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanted to be, you know, good at basketball, good at football, but also good at grades. Like you can do all of them and still be cool, still be, you know, still be cool in school, still be likable, still have friends. You don't have to like that's I, I never thought, you know, being a dummy was cool. I never thought that like not doing your thing in school was cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah. that was never that was never the type of time I was on. Yeah. Um, and for two I mean, I always looked at myself, even now, I mean, I always looked at myself as a realist, like just, I knew I was good. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was good at all the sports I played. I was good at basketball, good at football coming up. But I knew that the likelihood of me making it to, you know, the next level as far as D1 basketball, NBA, that likelihood is very slim. You know what I'm saying? The higher and higher you rise, that it just we just talking about facts and numbers, you know what I'm saying? So not saying that I wasn't striving for that, but I was just realistic. So I know that I have to, you know, um, I have to plan for, let's say those things don't work out. What are you going to do? That can't be the only thing that you have that you're, that you're attaching yourself to. You know what I'm saying? What else do you want to do with your life? And um, so I always, I always was mindful of that. Of course, I always wanted to compete, play at a high level. But at the same time, I knew that those things, um, you know, just just being realistic, the likelihood of those things were it, it was just slim. Just we just dealing with numbers. Yeah. You know, once you get, once you play in the AAU and when you get to that level, everybody's the best. Yes. From wherever they're from. You know, what I'm saying? Yes. that's coming out of Shadyside when I was young. But you got the best coming out of whatever state you're in. You know what I'm saying? That's who you're competing against. You can still do and you can still do your thing. 
but just the numbers as you grow older, they just they just the numbers shrink. It's just a numbers game. You know what I'm saying? You just have to, you gotta be cognizant of that. You know what I mean? That's okay. just being realistic. So that's see, that's that's something that you grasped at an early age. So and that's probably because you had your head in the books, like you was geared towards it. You knew, first of all, you didn't have to have that as a crutch mm-hmm. because you know what I mean? You had the, the wherewithal to be able to navigate in the classroom just as well as you did on the football field or socially or whatever it may be. So um, now you're you're coming through elementary and middle school. I know we dove into that for a long time, but high school is kind of um, – because it's going to be a two-part. I'm going to come back to the high school part in a second. Yeah. I don't want the actual sure. question that I actually sure. saw. But um, you get to high school and you go to Severn School, you said? Yep. So where's that located? School. Yep. Savannah Park, Maryland. Yep. And um, what were your thoughts going in? Is that like something that you planned on doing, or was that like a? (laughs) So, um, so as when I was when I was in eighth grade, and a lot of people don't know this either. Like when I was in eighth grade, I played for three D three D basketball, AAU. We played. You know, I played for them during county league as well. So I was, we were playing two different county leagues and we were playing AAU tournaments during the summer, the whole nine. Um, so we had a scrimmage, uh, my eighth grade uh, 3D team, we had a scrimmage against uh, against the math, right? Um, and I, I think we were playing, we scrimmaged their, their far soft team, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I did my thing. Don't tell me you guys racing, don't tell me you yeah. got them. No, I did my thing. So. Um, so from there, you know, the math that like was, they were interested, you know what I mean? So, um, so long story short, okay. I got, so as I was coming out of eighth grade, going into ninth grade, I had interest from the math. I had interest from Spalding, from coach Burley, you know what I mean? And, um, and from several, because my AAU coach, coach Tank Duckett, he was, he just got the new job as the new athletic director at Severn school. Um, okay. Yeah, and it was okay. he was only thirty years. And like I look back on this now, you know what I mean. He was only thirty years old when he got that position, which is, you know, you think about you think about what you've done it at when you're 30, 31, 32, and that's I just turned thirty a couple weeks ago, yo. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying. So he um he got that position at at Severn School as the athletic director. He was going to be the head basketball coach, so right. he wanted to get as many of his players or just the nucleus of his players from 3D into seven. You know what I'm saying? But um but once I got interest from the math, I was I was like, man, that's that's what I was yeah. I think we we were we are one we want that look I was like I think I want to be a stag Joe. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be a stag like this You know, I mean, this is this is, I mean, it's the basketball powerhouse, like Man, very, everything you know, powerhouse. Absolutely, Every, everything powerhouse. Everything for sure, for sure, right? So, um, so I took, you know, I took tours of the Matha, took tours of Severin. You know what I mean? And um, it really just came down to to uh, the the trust that my mother had in in Coach Duckett. You know what I mean? Um, he had been coaching me since I was. 11, 12 years old, he, he watched me grow up, instilled a lot in me. I, I owe that man till this day. Yeah. But um, as I was, it was still in my mind, I wanted to go to the math. I remember one night my mother just said, you know, I think I think you're going to go to seven. Like, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, damn. Uh. But, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not the one to argue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I understand. Um, I totally yeah. understand. And just, and you know, of course, now looking back, that was the best decision to make. Um, just from what I got, what I gained from there, um, in the classroom as well as athletically, and just the yeah. people who just poured, just poured themselves into me. You know what I mean? That time, that energy, that wisdom, that guidance. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so that's that's how that decision came about. It wasn't it wasn't more it wasn't up to me. It was more so up to moms. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, um, like I said, you made yeah, you got to trust the right decision. Yeah, she yeah. does. She most more times than not. You know what I mean? I'm not even gonna say more times than not. Mostly every time they're gonna make the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't like like I you know some people like Kerwin told me to this day like man you should have went to the math and we we still laugh about it but you know. Um, I don't, my mother made that decision and I don't regret it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was definitely, I know we're going to get into this more, but it was, it was definitely an adjustment, but it was, um, you know, I definitely don't, don't regret that decision at all. So I was going to say, you could just, you could go to it now. Cause that was going to be the next question I asked you, like the adjustment in going to a school like Severn school. I had, um, one of my friends, one of my closest friends, AJ, man, he went to Severn school. My man. Um, yes, sir. You know what I mean? So I, I only know it from the perspective of him going. So, but kind of talk about um, your experience and how it was when you first got in there and got acquainted with that school. Yeah. Um, so I tell this story a lot. When I first when I first got there, well, 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 one of the good things was that I had already met. Um, I had met two of my close friends, my closest friends for this day, Jamal Jones, Deion Peters. We had already met prior to going to, to me going to Severn. Mm -hmm. um, me and Dion had had just played uh, on the same AAU team in eighth grade. He played, but he came on and played with us for three D. Um, I the summer of before I was going into ninth grade, and um, I met Jamal. We were playing uh, in Lake Waterford in the Lake Waterford League uh, that that same summer. So um, once I saw that they were going to, to Severn, I was like, all right, this. Okay, you know what I mean. I, I there's some there's some familiar faces, and I hadn't even known that Jamal had already. You know, he had been going to seven since middle school. Mm. Um, but you know that I, that helped a little bit. But just literally my first day, Queen, I was. I remember my first day. I I was like, my afterwards, I said, my I don't think I can. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> it's different right here, man. Yeah, I don't my, know. I, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Because it was it was just so different. Um, and not even, not even from the, from the racial aspect, because I'm, I come from Southern and the County. Yeah. So, you know, that's majority. That's yeah. right. And, yeah. and on the County period is, yeah. you in the mix right. with it. Yeah. Right. But just coming from where I was from, I had my entire family went to school. All of my cousins went to, I would have, if I didn't go to Severn, I would have went to Southern high school. So all of my family went to Southern high school, all of my cousins, all, and I was hanging with, you know, my older cousins back then. I was in eighth grade. I was hanging with, you know, 10th, 11th graders. Just, and I, I felt comfortable because these were my family. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just going from that to going to a place that's, you know, one majority white and two, I just really didn't know. I didn't know anyone other than the two people that I had met previous, Jamal and Dion. Um, and then it was, you know, it was a campus atmosphere. So you yeah. got to leave, got to leave one building go outside to go to another, you know, to go to another building for your class. I'm getting lost. I don't know where I'm at. 
I don't know anybody. You know what I mean? I just felt out of place. And I was like, man, I don't know. Yeah. She was like, man, you know, just, just give it some time. You'll get adjusted. You know what I'm saying? And she was right. I was able to, you know, to, um, to get adjusted to the environment. And, um, yeah, overall, it ended up being uh, definitely a good experience. You know what I mean? It was just, you know, start, whenever you start something, it, it's an adjustment period. Yeah, it's fresh and unknown. You don't really yeah. know how to adjust to it at first. When you're, when you're in the unknown, you don't you don't know you don't know what's what. So you have is you have to navigate that. Sometimes that, you, it takes could time. You tell it was like a, a a a different class of people. Did it seem like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, different yeah, classes of people definitely, out there? Definitely. That Just, was something that I, that's something I always like knew I would I would be I could I would struggle with that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like because I know it's there and I know it's prevalent, you know what I mean? But did you, was it like overwhelming? Did it like stick out like that when you was, when you got um, there or was it something? I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't say it was overwhelming, but it was definitely noticeable. Yeah. You know I and mean? it was, it was definitely a noticeable thing, especially my, you know, me coming from, and this, my, my ninth grade year, this was before I moved, you know, to the Northern part of the County to be closer to the school. My yeah. ninth grade year, I'm, I'm, coming from shady side every day to get to school so this is a this is a 40 minute ride you know yeah, what I mean? every and, time yeah like the things that i had to do just to get to school like is is uh, it was unimaginable to people like i used yeah. to have to carpool switch cars two and three times to get from shady side to severin every morning you know what i mean yeah. so just that aspect for one just 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 the just the ride just the distance that i had to travel to get to school like that was, you know, in its own was just crazy, um, you know. And then just like I said, the it's the smaller environment, you know what I mean? It's the, the I'm not used to having. I was used to having at least twenty to twenty five people in the classroom. You go to having, you know, eight, nine, ten people, you know what I mean? And then of course you're you're probably the only one that looks like you in any other classes. So that you know, it's it's it was definitely an adjustment. Um, and then just you know seeing uh like you said the 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 social economic class you know what i mean seeing, seeing that and just seeing oh, this, like you go into some of the house like oh, this is where you live like you know the you know mr bashadi jack bashadi his his son played on my football i mean mr bashadi's son played on my football team steve bashadi the owner of the ravens you know what I mean? he's at our games and you know people who are really financially well off you know what i'm saying and you know i wasn't i wasn't poor but just i wasn't that either <laughs> you know i wasn't on we weren't on on that status either so just seeing that and you know seeing it. yeah like seeing really really seeing that it, you know it was it was different but um but at the same time i'm thankful for that because yep. it exposed you to it that's what i mean you know it's right there exactly so it you know at the end of the day that's what i was able to gain from that you know what i mean i was able to be exposed to those things and um and see those different types of classes and just be um and just be around it and then you know at the same time you added you bringing your story to that because your story is just as important yes um so it was i think i they got as much out of me as i got out of out of that school, you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was an even trade as far as experience and what we gave and what each of us gave uh, the other, you know what I'm saying? So, 
ninth grade you get there and and like you said it from a from a sport i mean from a social perspective just now we just kind of explained and broke that down now we go to the sport aspect you played football you said when we're at Actually, seven. i didn't i didn't, you I didn't, didn't know that there so i started me i started playing football i started playing football and basketball the same age like six yeah. seven years old um once i got to i want to say like eighth grade i stopped playing football because that's when I was like really focused on basketball. I was playing all year round at that time. You know, I did mean? the same thing. I already know. Exactly. So I, I was playing. You know, um, when I was with 3D, we were playing. Uh, we had we were in two fall leagues, so we're playing two or three county games like a week just because we're in two different fall leagues. And then on top of that, in the summertime, you all know we're every weekend we in a tournament. You know what I mean? Three, four yeah. games a day, all, all of those sorts of things. So I wasn't. I stopped playing football. Um, and then when I got to ninth grade at Severin, of course, playing basketball, but I'm well starting off in the fall, I saw that Deion and Jamal were playing football. And I was like, damn, man, I need to get back on the field. You know what I mean? Just like I saw that and it and it made me, you know, it made me miss it. Wait one minute, because I asked everybody this question. And Peters, I know you was in here and I hope you're still watching. And I'm gonna ask everybody the same question. Was he really like Adrian Peterson out there? Yeah. It was ridiculous? For sure. For sure. You ain't never seen nothing like it at that point? I'm going to tell you like this, Queen. So, and this is, you know, this is not, this is no exaggeration for me. Ninth grade? Yeah, ninth grade, all through, you know what I mean? This is, yeah. But he's one of, De Deion Peters is one of the best two athletes I've seen with my own eyes mm -hmm. in terms of football and basketball. Him. And my people's name, Justin Holland, from he's he's from Southern. He's here a couple years older than me. But um, those are the two best athletes I've seen as far as football and basketball. Like they can do either one and just seamlessly with my own two eyes. You know what I mean? And um, but no, yeah, absolutely. He was he was the one. <laughs> man, they said that man was like ages. I, the, the couple of times I've seen him put a couple of clips up, it was ridiculous. Show. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. That that's that's no exaggeration. And that's that's just being, you know, that's just being honest. Like mm -hmm. it's funny because as I got, you know, it took me it took me a little while to like, yo, this he the one. Cause you know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> we were all recruited like, okay, myself, um, Jamal was already at Severin. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like we, me and Dion were brought in. We we were recruited for basketball. You know what I yeah. mean. I didn't know Dion played football. I right. had, and I didn't know that Dion, that Dion Peters, Jamal Jones, Kerwin Porter, they 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 all, yeah, they played with it together. I had I had no idea. I I me and Kerwin played for Severna Park for AAU when right. we were, since like eleven years old. So right. I known him for a while. I didn't know that that they knew each other for that long. Yeah. I didn't know that that Dion was just as nice at football as he was at basketball. You know what yeah, I mean? Incredible. So, me coming in just as a, you know, I'm strictly focusing on basketball, and I'm like, yo, this this guy's different. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is really different. So mm. it took me a while to like kind of come to grips with that, but like. You just have to. You have to. At that, right. You see it, it's like, all right, you got it. Yo, go ahead. Yeah, you have to. And that's just something like, like I said, man, it's, we, I, I, I know, I know what I can do. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm capable of and I know what I can, what I, what I bring to any team that I was a part of. 
You know what I'm saying? But you also just have to acknowledge, like, yeah, that's that's the guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one. So, but but to answer your question, yes, he was, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sure. Yeah, I just had to get that out there, throw that out there real quick. And uh, Peter, you gotta bring, you better come on, just come on the show so we can talk about it. Shout out to Pete. Quick. But like I said, we want to get back to your point. You said you saw them playing football, but you still didn't make that commitment to get back on the field and you focused on basketball. So were you more so just kind of gearing up to just be ready to to, to play basketball throughout the, the high school career, starting in ninth grade? So initially, yeah, I was just, you know, I was just going to play basketball. Um, but then after my ninth grade year, and I just saw, like, I saw the JV team. Deanna Jamal was on the JV team. They probably should have played varsity in ninth grade, but um, you know what I'm saying? They went, you know, they went nine and oh, ten and oh, and I'm like, I need to get back on the field, though. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Once you, once you see people who, you know, who are doing it, and I, I, I started playing both sports at the same age. So, um, that's when 10th grade is when I picked football back up. So, okay. I started, you know, I played, I played football my, um, I started back playing football my sophomore year. Um, you know, we, uh, we went, where did we go? I think we went nine and oh, nine, ten and oh. But I was on 10th grade JV since I didn't play, since I didn't play my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to put me on JV for mm-hmm. you know my sophomore year, so we went without 10 and 0. And um, so yeah, then I, I just I, I kept uh, I picked playing football back up. Okay. okay, so you're juggling through sports, um, after 10th grade. Would you say you were more so um, kind of locked in on sports or more so school, or was it split in half still? Um, no, I was still split. I mean, it was just, you know, I, I knew I couldn't I couldn't have one without the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't – I couldn't um, – at Severn, like, you can't just – I mean, everybody plays a sport at Severn, but, you know, your academics is – that's your number one priority. You know what I'm saying? So – I know that I have to, I have to be in the books and I have to do my thing in the classroom. Um, and just, and not even, I'm not even saying that I was a, a, a super stellar student. I did good, but just, you know, I, I just took it serious. I just, yeah. you know what I mean, I, I know that this is the vehicle that I have to take in order to get a higher education. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So just taking this, just taking school serious. I'm not saying I was the, like I said, the, I didn't graduate with a 4.0 or nothing like that, but just, um, you know, I wanted to do well, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to do good in school. Like I just didn't want to be an athlete, but you know, not, not be known for doing his thing in the classroom. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, I definitely wanted to, um, to be known for both things. So the reason why I asked that, like, and, and I asked, like I said, I asked everybody this question, like along this time, like ninth and 10th grade. Um, it's kind of when you're kind of figuring out who you are as a young man, you know what I'm saying? You're figuring yourself right. out and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And the thing that's kind of reoccurring is you always had this plan. You always had the the, the foresight to know that you're going to get a higher education. You see yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's kind of already been answered, but at this time, how serious and to what depths were you thinking about college? Did you have one in mind? Did you have a major in mind? Um. I don't think I had a college for so in mind. Um, well, like I said, when I was when I was in like eighth grade, I wanted to. I thought I was going to college to play. Yeah. I wanted to go. To, I wanted to go to school for basketball. So yeah. I had my eyes on. I was setting my sights high. Like I said, I wanted. 
I want to play Temple. Temple. I yeah. Play, you know, Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I like, to, like, like that's what I'm saying. I got to ask yeah. these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. kind of formulates and you can kind of get yeah. a picture of where yeah. this person is because of these type of right. thoughts that are formulated right. at this time. Right. So it's not a. It's, I'll be asking like, and people will say like, "Man, I, yeah, I had the Georgetowns and the Deuce." Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, man, of course, of course, yeah. like those those schools were definitely places that you know you setting your sights high. You want to hoop. You want to be on the team. You want to play D one. Of course, I mean, if you're playing a sport and you're good at your sport, you want to. You're all what you want to go to the highest level. You know what I'm saying? So that was always something that I, you know, I aspired to do. Yeah. But I also knew realistically. I have to have a real plan in terms yeah. of like what I want to do in order to to be a successful person and to make a good living and to you know be a well-rounded individual. So to kind of so, oh, one I'm gonna, I'm gonna mean to cut you off, but I can no, this, this is the meat and the potatoes to that question. What was it that you saw or what was it that you went through that kept you geared on that and that alone? You see um, what I'm saying? Because a lot of for me, as an example, like for me. The only reason why college was in my sights at all is because I had a brother that went to college. Right. I've seen right. it from my own eyes. I went down there and I saw it. I, I visualized it. And yeah. once I saw that, I knew it was like, okay, you can go to college. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and this is how you got to do this. And this is how you got to do that. But what was it for you that you saw or kept you on track or kind of led you to get to where you got to that mindset? Um, so yeah, you're talking about this from like, elementary school on to 10th grade now. This is from this is from like yeah. who on. This is a common yeah. thought. So what was um, the who laid that thought? Who laid that plan out for you? Who what was it? Who I mean, was that's, it that's a good question. And it was honestly, it wasn't anything in particular. Of course, I mean, my mother instilled that just you know getting a good education. But honestly, it was just me saying like I've always just wanted to be just well rounded. I've always looked at myself at as like I've never been. I don't consider myself as ever being the best at anything, but I've just been good at a lot of things. So I like, I take pride in just wanting to be well-rounded. And even as a, as a youngster, like, I mean, one of the, one of the superlatives that I, I won like most well-rounded in the eighth grade, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was still at Southern high school, like that's one of the superlatives that I won um, in the yearbook and shit. Mm -hmm. So I just looked at that like, yo, I want to like just be, good at everything like i can be a good athlete i can be a good student and i know the combination of those things can propel me to something greater you know what i'm saying like whether it be college like whatever it is i know that the combination of those two can propel me to something so um i, I don't want to be just an athlete um i'd be one of the best athletes but i can't play because i'm an elite you know what i'm saying and i've seen that with a lot of a lot of players, a lot of, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of people that we know who are great athletes, the books is what is what tripped them up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that, and I just like, no, nah, that's not because because you can't, you're not going to be able to show your talent on the court or on the field if you're ineligible. Yep. That's it's, I mean, it's, that's plain and simple. One plus one equals two. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't, if you can't pour that 2.0 or whatever, like that's you you're not playing. That's you know what I'm exactly. saying? I learned that the hard way, my name Greg. Yeah, you know, and I and literally, I mean, but you you and me both when we've seen, you know, we've seen people, you know, that's been their downfall. Just man, I ain't, you know, 
And then you don't want to hear that story. Like, you hear that story. Like, man, I yeah, he, so-and-so was better than him, but he ain't had a grade. So he ain't, all right, so who's, whose fault is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, if, if you you saying that, but you saying that you're not on the court right now. That person got the grade, so he's getting the looks. He's getting, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. be mad at that person or can't, or can't be um be better towards whoever handles what they have to handle in order to, you know, and then then they on the field and doing their thing. Yeah, you might be better than that, but you're saying that from the sideline. You're not even competing because couldn't handle of, business. Of your situation, you know. Right, your business. You know, exactly. Like, and that's and that's something that you should, I don't know, like you that's for me, that's just something I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to be a good student. I'm not like I said, I'm not. You know, I'm not no 4.0 type, but just I want to I want to be more than just an athlete, like right. always. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be known for more than just you know my talents on on the court or on the field. So, facts. Okay, so I just you know I mean the the main reason why I ask those type of questions and it's kind of like it's it's kind of like just to hear like I said just to kind of get the gauge and you said something that's very 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 important and it was like you look around and you see examples mm -hmm. of the things that people have went through whether they've been ineligible or they've been getting caught up in social things or in the streets or whatever the case may be and you see them get tripped up and we see that around this way a lot yeah. i mean awesome. right not just not to say that i haven't done the same or been close and tripped up at certain points yeah. or whatever but it's just certain things at certain times you see it and you just kind of get yourself away from it the main reason why I ask that is because we say separate yourself at the end of every show. So I feel like at this point, the separation for you was just understanding. Would you be able to, you know what I mean? You understood early and and you, you separate yourself in that aspect. And that's kind of a different approach than anybody else on here. Because, you know, I have sports people on here. A lot right, of, right, right. A lot of athletes. Yeah. So I just kind of get, you know, I mean, not to say you're not an athlete. You right. know what I'm saying? Just right, right, right. Like you say, you got it in yeah. there. Absolutely. But I, it's more so like they'll talk about, you know what I mean? I had to go and bust my ass in the gym for this amount of hours, or I had to go do this or do that. But you just had the level of understanding and, and wanting to be well-rounded in all aspects. And that's very commendable. I, I respect that a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, so to get to the next point, and, and like I said, you're getting to know yourself ninth and 10th grade. Now at 11th, in 12, you can kind of talk about both, you know what I mean, going into 12. Once you yeah. Talk about it. Um, so, um, so 11th grade is, uh, you know, I'm playing, playing, I played, played varsity football. I mean, played varsity basketball at 10th grade. So this would be my second, my junior year playing, um, my second year playing varsity basketball, um, first year playing varsity football. Um, had, uh, had good seasons, definitely had good seasons in both. Um, basketball, I, I did, you know, I was, I, I did well, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't as consistent as I, as I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, that, that was one of the, that was one of my flaws. I wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't play at, a, at my consistent highest each game as I should. Um, I said, but in both, but both seasons we did well, uh, basketball, football, we, um, I think we, I think we split uh, our championship with with one or two other teams. It was the MIAAB conference, so it was it was a small conference, but we were real competitive. Um, so I think we I think we split uh, the football championship. Um, I can't remember. It was either with Curly or St. Paul. I can't remember. 
Um, and then uh, basketball, we made it to the we made it to the championship uh, for our conference. Lost in the championship to Gilman. Mm. Uh, that yeah, that that hurts till this day. They had that Reggie Fugit on the team. That was that was back during that time. You know what I'm saying? Um, Reggie Fugit played for. I want to say he played for like Star Baltimore Stars. Mm. Uh, played for the Cowboys. So he was. They 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 had a big like he was he was a presence in the middle for, uh, for basketball. We didn't you know we smoked. We didn't really have a. a um, uh, uh, we didn't have a, a big big people there, team, you know. What yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, but we we had beat them like so in the in the uh in the season we split with them. They beat us. We we beat them at home and they beat us away, and then we met in the finals. You know, what I'm saying the championship and we lost. You know, what I'm saying. Um, but you know, people knew what was up with us. That was right. you know, they we we were forced to be reckoned with. I think that year we um we were ranked in the county. Uh, I think we were ranked uh maybe fourth in the county. Um, uh, we had a big game against Severna Park. I want to say in uh, January. This was like I said, my junior year, and we um. And it was a it was a big game just because you know they're they're our rival they're our public school rival their school yeah. is two to three times bigger bigger than ours and the schools are in walking distance of each yeah. other you know what I'm saying so um and I think they were at the time they were ranked in the county and we weren't and it was just it's the the whole storyline behind it is crazy because our coach coach Tank he graduated from from Severna Park. So he wanted to beat them more than anything, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? I forgot about Coach Tank. Yo. Yeah, so man, cool. man, you know Coach Tank was a problem. I forgot oh. about Coach Tank. Yeah, man. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, so you know, we went up. We we went there. We played them there, and we handled our business. We got the dub. You know what I'm saying? That was like one of the biggest moments I had in my high school athletic career. Like my, I had my page, like I mean, my picture on the front page of the sports section, like for that game. Um. And then we got ranked in the county after that. You know what I'm saying? So we never really played. We didn't play too many county teams. I wish we played more just to see where we uh, where we stood on a competitive level with a lot of the different county teams. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that year went to went to the championship, lost to Gilman. I think we lost maybe by like eight or nine, something like that. Um, but yeah, that was that that was tough. So um, so then the following year. We so I was like, you know what, man, this this summer, um, you know, I'm going out and I'm I'm getting back, you know what I'm saying? I really I'm getting better this summer. So the summer before my senior year, I uh you know played in the Lake Waterfall League. I did my thing out there. Um and then you know my like uh coach Tank and his brother, who was our assistant coach, Coach James Duckett, he sent they sent me to um to the Eastern Invitational. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know what, man? They sending me out here. It's time to go. Whatever, whatever is what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm time to get busy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, you know, it was funny. I didn't know a lot about, like, those high-level camps like that. I went out there towards the end of the summer. But, yeah. like, the best competition comes at the beginning of the summer, like, beginning and middle of the summer. You know, they have, like, three different, uh, yeah. three different times for their camps or whatever. Mm-hmm. I went at the end. And it was still shit. I played against um, uh, I played against Corey Fisher, scored 101 points at the Rocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So still competition there. Yeah. Um, and I did my thing, and I was, you know, I was like, look, I held my own with these guys. So when the season come, 
it's you know, it's yeah, we own right. It's, it's going down when the season comes. But senior season, uh, football season, we you know we play. We got round robin scrimmage at Severna Park playing you know football. Tell my ACL playing football. Oh my god! So, yeah, so that I was um so that I was out my entire senior year. Didn't get to play basketball. Didn't get to play football or basketball my senior season. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was devastating. It was you know it was, it hurt. It really. Was you know hurt. what though? I'm gonna tell you something crazy about that though. Like I understand that you said it, it hurts, but at the end of the day, with somebody that had your mind frame, did it hurt as bad knowing what you had in your back pocket in that school? True. Like, I mean, like, I'm thinking about it from perspective now, just, just knowing how you were and just how you explained it. It's yeah. like somebody like me, I'm told, I'm done. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Done. For you sure. Right. At 7-Eleven University from now on. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, you, I'm done. But you yeah. have the wherewithal, and like I said, to be able to navigate and know that. I feel like, you know what I mean, to me, um, that was something that you were able, not even easily, but you were able to navigate through it a little bit better because of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was, um, you know, that was something that, uh, you know, now that, now that this has happened to me, of course, it's unfortunate. But now I definitely have to go, um, I have to put more of myself into, you know, getting into school. And this is definitely a top priority for me now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even like but prior to that, prior to me, you know, getting injured, um, I still wanted to go to school to for sport. I still wanted to play ball. If I if I could play ball at wherever, you know what I'm saying, like at a small D three or whatever, I'd have went. If I was getting recruited, I'm going. You know what I'm saying. But you know, like all things happen for a reason, and it was you know it was a it was a blessing in disguise because if that if that were to happen, I may have hooped at whatever school D two school D three school, but I may have not. Um, I may not have been able to. Um, to get into, you know, had the things that I was able to do. Like I may not have been able to, to experience Howard University or, or get to those, you know, to, to see those types of things and have those types of experiences. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, and that, and that's the thing. Like when I was, when I was, um, <clears throat> when I was uh, like still playing, I wasn't really as focused on getting as far as like filling out college applications and doing like going through the process of actually getting into school, yeah. I was kind of lazy with that. I was kind of lollygagging with that. I just figured like, all right, man, I'm going to get picked up by a school. Somebody, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But then once I got injured, I was like, damn, I really got to like, I got to, you know what I'm saying? Put, put some pep in my stuff to like, I want to go to school. So if I want to go to school and that's something my mother was like, damn, like she was like, if you want to go to school, like you're not, what are you doing? Like, you're not filling out no application. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like, take this serious if you want to go. So that's when I started, like, you know, putting it in my mind. Like, okay, like, I'm not going to school for no sport. I just I just was, was realistic. I'm injured. You know what I'm saying? Like, I only had, like, a couple colleges reach out to me. Like, like one or two schools reach out to me. So, like, let's be, you got to be realistic. So figure out where you want to go to school, why you want to go there, and, you know, put forth the effort in trying to, um, and to get to those, to you know, to, to get in. So that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. That 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 right there. That's that's a beautiful plan right there, dog. And it's so wild because, like you say, like if you don't take the necessary steps to do that, your whole your whole trajectory is just different. Yeah. Don't make those established connections that you have now. Absolutely. 
it does, it's just totally different. But before I go to that next level, I wanted to ask you two questions. Um, the first question is, what is one of the main things that you learned from your time at Severn School? Looking back now, what it's is one thing that you think like you really learned from that experience going there, your high school? Um, one of the one of the things I've learned, one of the best things I learned at Severn, I would say, is to um, is to apply yourself. You know what I'm saying? Definitely apply yourself. You have to. Nothing's gonna come without effort. Um, and without you know, without you putting forth the necessary effort and trying and, and putting your best foot forward, you know what I'm saying. Um, and I would say Severin was able to teach me how to um, to maneuver in different rooms, like you know what I mean. And I say that like I I can feel just as comfortable in a room full of people who look like me. Because I've been there, you know, I've been to a school where people who look like me and I've had that experience. But I can also feel just as comfortable in a room where I may be one of the only people who look like me in the room. You know, yep. of course I'm gonna notice that more. I'm gonna notice that all right, I'm one of the only ones in here, but I can still I'm still able to articulate well. I'm still able to, you know what I'm saying, put my best foot forward, be personable, and um and show people with regardless of what room I'm in. Okay, that's a you know he he knows he's talking about he knows he's doing and he's he's an asset in whatever room I'm in. I I think I, I add value and I think that's something that um that Severin was able to I was able to take from Severin and you know just just apply that to different to different uh you know parts of my life because I've been in rooms like I said where I was the only one who looked like me, but I've also been in rooms where it's a lot of me. You know, yep. and either way. You know, I can I feel comfortable maneuvering those spaces. So. Okay, that was that was part one of that. Just to kind of conclude the high school, and the second part of it is from the athletic, because that was more so socially and academically. So from the athletic standpoint, because um, you got down and you played and seen a lot of things from a basketball perspective, who would you say were the top five players from your era in high school Ooh. and on the court? Uh, so the players who like were in high school when I was in high school? Yeah, just like your era, your general era, like your general era, like maybe somebody that might have been a year out of school, like you know what I mean, a year ahead of you, you know what I mean? Or okay. in your era, you know what I'm saying? Let me try. Let me, uh I would say I would say Rudy Gay. He was Rudy Gay was two years older than me. So when I was well, no, no, he's a year older than me. So when I was a junior, he was a senior. Um and we all know what he went to do, you know what I'm saying? So I would say him. Um I say Dion, I say Dion Peters. Mm -hmm. Um uh who else? Who else? Who else? I gotta say my man Justin Island. He was two years older than me, my man from, from down the way from Southern. I would say him. Um Is that Drew's people's? Um, line, it's like we all grew up together. You know, okay. all, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but down the line, there, you know, they're, they're yeah. Okay. Cutting, but you know, we we all, me and Justin, on each other since we was um, like since I was six, he was eight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, I would say him. Ah, uh, hmm. Probably throw KP in there. I yeah. say I say Kerwin. You know what I'm saying? Um. And fifth, who 
man, it was it was a lot of people who was who was you know wreaking havoc in the county when I was when I was in the county. That's always the problem with that fifth one. They could never pick the fifth one. You know what? I'ma say um oh what's his name? And if you ask if you ask Jamal or Dion, they can attest to this. My man from St. Paul. His name is Jason Caldwell. Jason his Caldwell. Is, his name is Jason Caldwell. He went to St. Paul's, and he actually ended up going to Fordham, to Fordham University, to play football. Mm. And that's like, I mean, he was a sophomore putting up. You talking about 20, 30 a game? One of the fastest players I ever seen. And then he was like he went to St. Paul's, but he like he went to St. Paul's in Baltimore. But you know he was from like I want to say like West Baltimore. Like mm. they got a crazy story. Mm. Um, and it was funny because a lot of people don't know, but he had a nub. Like one of his uh, his index finger was was cut off. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he ran a point, and man, he was just so fast, so quick. And I remember just seeing him play for the first time. I was like, Yo, who is this cat? Like. I, you know what I'm saying? Just from my conference, I had never, I hadn't seen it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so I would, I would throw him in there. And that's just, but I say that, that's just off the top of my head. But there's so many players. You know, you could Corey Henderson, Mitch Guest, um, who uh, my my cousin Andrew Holland. You know what I'm saying? Like he wanted, like he was one of them ones too. So it was so many. It, it was it was so many people though. Who, okay. Those are just the ones that I could, you know, I could. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. You you put names that I didn't. Nobody's really thrown out. A couple of them was like I had those names in there, but you know that that last one is definitely going to throw a loop in the in in there. So I'm I'm gonna look at he was he was he was one of the ones, yo. I'm telling you straight up. Okay, okay. So now we we've concluded high school and you've got your sights set on colleges what colleges did you have in mind and what ultimately led you to choose the college that you chose so um college that i had in mind so at at severin they this is one of the um kind of like one of their uh cardinal rules that was like when you're applying when you're applying to colleges you pick you apply to six schools two that you know that you're going to get into Two that are kind of like you know whatever if it may depend on the SAT score or whatever, and then two that you may that you know may be kind of far fetched. Um, so I applied to a few different schools. I applied to uh, to I applied to Temple. I applied to I want to say James Madison. Um, I applied to Clark Atlanta University. Woo! Applied to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied to Howard, of course, and I applied to uh, I applied to this other this school called it was University of Rochester because they were one of the only schools that like reached out to me and like kind of recruited me. They saw me playing AAU. Um, I played for and I, I should have mentioned I played like prior to my senior year. I played for uh, for Mays for AAU. So you know me, Ray Bush, Andrew Holland, Ryan Parker. Um, a bunch of those guys so they they saw me play and they reached out so i applied to them as well mm-hmm. um so those were the those were the main schools i applied to um and i chose well i mean of course you apply you gotta get in so i was um i wasn't sure as to as to what schools 
it depended on who's who's going to accept me as to what you know to to weigh my options. But my senior year, we had a um, <laughs> we had a I had a, a business math teacher named young young black guy named Mr. Kennedy, and he took us on uh, um he took us to a Howard homecoming. This was like my senior year, no bullshit. He took he took me, he took Dion, he took Jamal, me, Dion, Peter, Jamal Jones. My man Jamon, shout out to Jamon if he's watching Jamon Bocage. He just got married last year. Um, great dude. He was like our uh he was our manager for um for uh for varsity basketball. He kept the school book and all that. And my man Tion, my man Tion Johnson from Annapolis. All of us went to Severn, you know, and all of us were, were close. He took us to a Howard Homecoming. And I was like, look, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like this is where I think this is a spot where I need to be. You know yes, I mean? need to be there. Yeah, so that's where that's when my eyes were were set um, from then on. And then after that, you know, I took a few tours. I had a I had a cousin who went there, um, and she she took me on a tour. Of course, loved it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what, this is. I think this is where my first um, my first choice is going to be. And um, yeah, I took the took you know took the SATs and did everything and um you know ended up getting in i remember reading reading the letter at my uh i used to work at athletes for my senior year high school i used to work right. at athletes for athletes school was in annapolis mall i remember reading that letter like at, at athletes for just like going crazy in the store because you know what i'm saying yeah sure how you know if i was going to accept it whatever and they um you know they ended up taking me so from then on it was smack right in the middle of the store of course no no thought, no thought at and all. That dread, that's when that dream was in the cut too. So you could just snap that. that <laughs> yeah. was in the cut, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. Real, if you was in the old Annapolis Mall before the sure. old, before the, right, for sure. That, that was in the come cut. On. Come on, man. <laughs> Get some heat up out of there too, for real, because everybody rushed to the. Of course, of course. you gotta, you gotta really be in the Annapolis Mall. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right, right, but, right. Um, that's that right there. That feeling right there is probably overwhelming, man. Uh, mm -hmm. And and I couldn't even imagine in, in being in that in the presence of something like that. It had to be yeah. something that was just you know, yeah, man. It was you, you're talking about it now, but it's still indescribable. You know what I'm saying? Probably absolutely. absolutely. So, looking at it from that perspective, man, and and, and going going there. Mm -hmm. I already had to have the adjustment of going to one demographic. Yeah. Now you go here. Exactly. So that's funny because that one of the reasons I went to Howard was because I I was I came from a school with, you know, most damn near all of the people didn't look like me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And like I got I had a great experience at Severn, but it's just, you know, just having to those microaggressions, just having to explain yourself more and people not relating to you know your background where you come from um all, all of those small things you know what i'm saying and just i got to a point right now i want to be in an environment where people look like me and where you know and this they sound like me we can relate to to all of the same things yeah. um but at the same time we're you know we're we're still chasing the goal of getting our education you know what i'm saying yeah um yeah, like this and this well, let me fast forward a little bit because mm -hmm. one of my um one of my cousins, his his wife, we, we were we were speaking about this one time. 
And she made just, a, she made such a dope statement. And it makes so much sense. She was like, you know, I feel like every, every black person needs to have a black experience where you're around the people that look like you, whether that be the neighborhood that you live in, the church that you go to, the school that you go to, your job, you, you, you need to have an experience where, you know, where, where you're the majority, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because it'll help you frame things different and it'll help you, you know, not be as standoffish with your own people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so years later when she like when she said that it made so much sense and because that was one of the reasons i wanted to go to i i had i made a point to go to howard because of course i'm around my family like you know what i mean but just being around people who are like-minded of the same age and the same values and we're chasing the common goal of bettering ourselves and getting to and getting the higher education it's you know it's it's crazy to see. It's a it's a beautiful thing to see. You know what I'm saying? Because of the like, yo, and I swear, yo, <laughs> why you saying it? Like, I'm just sitting here, like, yo, yeah, bro. Like, because coming from where we come from, you has never been a point even before you went to Severn where you were just around that many. Yeah, people. you were never the majority on that majority. level, right? Like, on that level, before getting to that level. Mm -hmm. And I never, and like, you said something about Clark, and the reason why, you know what I mean? I did the Nori, hmm, like that. Is because a couple years ago I had moved to Atlanta. My homeboy graduated from Clark Atlanta. Right. And that, and like I said, my brother went to Morehouse. When I told yeah. you my brother, I had the college. I <laughs> so I, I was seven, eight years old, right in the streets at night around Morehouse. Yeah. Not understanding yeah. at all to, to, to do it 20 years later. Right, right. And knowing what it means now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, I should have never, ever, ever in my life thought about going to college nowhere else. Yeah, but at HBCU. Yeah, and that's the only reason. Only reason why I didn't more. I would have. I would have considered Morehouse way more. It's just I never got a tour. I didn't get a chance to tour the school. But if I got a chance to tour the school, who knows? Clark, either you didn't get the chance to tour Clark. I didn't get a chance to tour Clark. I mean, if I would. Man, listen, I'm gonna tell you, if you would have went down there, I've been, been, I've been there. there. I've been there. Like yeah. we, when we were seniors, we went on a same the same group of it was me, Dion, Jamal, my man Jamon, Tion, and Coach Duckett and Mr. Kennedy. They took us on a civil rights tour. So we went through we went throughout a lot of different cities in the South, and we went to a lot of the different churches. We went to a few of the churches that Dr. King spoke at leading up to his assassination. So we were in. We were in Memphis. We were in Atlanta. We were in Mississippi. Like we were in Clarksville, Mississippi. We went through all of these like different cities. So when we were in Atlanta, we were able to walk, you know, walk around the the Clark Atlanta campus and you know and and see. So I know what it's about, you know. And I got cousins, you know. One of my cousins went there, so I know what's up. It's yeah. just I never got I was I wasn't able to get an official tour yeah Morehouse. So that's why you know I didn't really I didn't um they weren't like high on my list, you know what I'm saying? No, I feel you totally, man. Yeah. But to, right. to kind of talk about and expound on what you were saying as far as being in that presence, I wanted to talk about that because until you actually are in it, like the person that told you you need to be around and in it, mm -hmm. you will never ever ever understand yeah how that really, really, really yeah. feel. You're absolutely right. Like, you can explain it. 
it's it's everybody's like it's not to say that everybody is just perfectly with you or whatever but yeah it's a lot more comfortable to navigate in a situation where you know this person doesn't have an ulterior motive absolutely because of this color of their skin or because absolutely. of the class or whatever the case may be you know absolutely and that um you know that's the, like to see to to wake up and go and be on campus every morning and you see you see all right they got the same goals i got they look yeah. this they look like me and they had the same goals i had as far as attaining a higher education and doing something dope in the world beyond this you know i i wasn't surrounded by that you know what i mean coming up like i, I had my family of course and me i'm very extremely close to my family so i had that black experience but seeing people who i you know who you don't know but they look like you and they're looking and they're striving for the same goal it's something powerful in that you know yeah really really powerful in that so just right. being exposed to it being exposed uh to it and, and seeing it and on a daily basis it does you know it, it, it does something to your psyche you know what i mean like this is this is what this is what black excellence looks like yes what you know people um who look like you but got a head on their shoulders and striving to do something this is what this is this is it manifested you know what i'm saying so um no it was it was you know incredible incredible experience absolutely okay, okay. and uh and, and you wound up staying there for four years mm -hmm. and graduating on time yeah yep and that's but that's so that's one thing that um you know i, I also saw how i saw people you know well just i don't even want to say how it's college period like people fall in love with college like in time you know what I'm saying? You see people there at six years and shit like that. I'm like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, this is dope. And this is, I mean, this is the closest thing to what a dream is. But Gotta nah, grow. Gotta grow. And I'm out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. Yeah, to, to, the reason why I said on time is because yeah. it's hard to do. Like, you got to think about it, though. Like, not that from that perspective. Because I'm thinking about it, like I said, obviously from an athlete's perspective. So, from yeah, an yeah. Athlete's perspective, it's kind of hard. So, to, 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 to hear somebody do it in four years to me it's like man you was on you was on that tip for real like you were really but, you know, locked in right but and well and let me i'm a you know also is there's i mean everybody does things at their own pace so what i mean by you know it's like i didn't take any time off like some people yeah. they because okay. i got people who you know they they took they took their time getting their degree but they still got it you know yeah. and then like that's great to do there's nothing wrong with that yeah like there's people you know they they go for a semester all right i'm gonna i'm gonna take this semester off and work i might need to raise some money like you know what i'm saying whatever whatever that situation is but they continue on to get it so in no way am i knocking i'm, I'm talking about people who like who fall in love with the atmosphere of college mm -hmm. so they don't they kind of stray away from what the main objective is you know what yeah. i'm saying Yep. Like, the, like the Van Wilders and shit. Like, you know what I mean? You in college for like six, seven years. Like, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, if you, like, you, I mean, you, you can take your time to get your degree, but you also have to be productive while you're doing that. You know right. what I mean? You got to take a semester off and, all right, take a semester off, but you're working and you come back and then you, you piece everything together until you get it. I'm talking about the people who, like I said, who were in college like five, six, seven years and just, like you just bullshitting through like that's not you know what i mean i know what my objective what my objective is i gotta do my four i gotta get out and continue on with my life you know what i'm saying so okay, okay. so now you, you you go ahead and graduate from there 
Um, and, and what did you graduate? Uh, what, what degree did you get from there? Psychology. I got and psychology. Okay, okay. You got a psych degree. Yeah. My homeboy from Clark Atlanta just got a psych degree as well, man. That's yeah. first of all, that's congratulations yeah. on that, even though it's long gone. That's a commendable feat. Sure. So you take it up another notch after that, and you wind up going to another school. Yeah. So um, I graduated 2009. Uh, you know, I worked for a little bit. Um, and then I was like, you know, I got to, it was, I, I knew I had to get them. I knew I had to go back to school. Um, just because I wanted to, I wanted to become just more competitive in the work field. And I know like, you know what I mean? Having to, having a degree is cool, but I wanted to kind of, just like you said, I don't, I don't even want to say separate myself, but just make myself more competitive. Um, in the work you field. found a way to compete without the sport. You did it with, with right. the grass of what you were dealing with and you knew that you had to get to another level. Right, for to sure. Where you wanted to go. It's not like a necessary a bar, but you yeah, knew yeah, yeah. you wanted to get to, so you had right. to do what you had to do. Absolutely. Yep. So um I went to uh and it's funny because we go back to uh to take it back to the friendship that I made when I was, you know, as a kid playing basketball all the way up to now, one of my closest friends, Ryan Parker. Yeah, he's, he's the one who convinced me to to go. Uh, yeah, now I know. Now I know where this ready to go. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, he called me like this is this is no lie, right? He called me one Friday night. Um, this was this was what maybe like 2010. I want to say maybe like I don't know, like spring summer 2010. And he gave me a call, and I hadn't heard from him in a while. So you know how like sometimes when a person calls you, you that you may not have heard from, you know they're calling for a reason. You just yeah, they calling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just kind of sensed that because I had heard from him in a minute. Yep. And um, he was like, uh, he was like, look, Darren, he was like, look, I know you're thinking about going back to Howard from grad school. But he was like, just come up here with me. He was like, I'm, I'm at UConn. Come up with me. Stay here with me for a few days. I'll show you around the campus. I'll let you meet some of the teachers, whatever, whatever. And then from there, make a decision from there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, let me, because he's calling me for a reason. This is something I've never, ever had any thought on going to Connecticut ever in my life. Like, right. ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was like, all right, you know, this is something I can just, you know, I, I can do. So we made the arrangements. Um, I went up there with him, stayed with him for maybe like three or four days. And he, you know, he showed me around, showed me the city, talked to some of the professors. Um and I was like, man, you know what? This will because I I had never up until that point I had never like been away from home, like really been away from home. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've always been, been away, but that ain't a way away. We go, we can go there. Yeah, you know? right. You know what I'm saying? I I never been away from like Maryland D.C. area. So um, I was like, this would give me a chance to, you know what I'm saying? Like go up here, I can, you know, get my degree, but I can also like have the experience of really like living on my own and, you know what I'm saying, doing that. In a, in a new city, in a whole new city. Whole new city. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I still commend him to that for that till this day, like for getting me up there. Because if it wasn't for that phone call, I would have probably went back to Howard and just got my masters at Howard. You know what I'm saying? But which is still good, but yeah. just I would just wouldn't have had the experience of just living somewhere else and having that, you know, just having that experience of living on my own, like really living on my own. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, so I ended up going to uh, to UConn, to University of Connecticut. Um, and I was up there from 2011 to 2000, 
from the fall of 2011 to the summer of 2013. And I got my uh, master's in social work up there. So, yeah, yeah. great, great experience. Great, yeah. great experience you know what I'm saying? Feet. again that's just <laughs> that's you know what i mean it's not a lot of times you had these conversations with guys that even look like us i mean in, in our circle in our community yeah. where we from that we can yeah. talk about this type of things and you absolutely. have that under your belt you know what i'm saying absolutely so, um you leave from there do you wind up going back to another situation or did you want to kind of working in the world no, so at, uh after that i just you know i was like i got to I'm home, I'm gonna just start my career, you know what I mean? So um, I started, took me a couple months to find like a, a, a job in my field and, and, you know, with my degree in my career, but I was able to start, I started off working for the state, the state of Maryland, um, for the Department of Education. It's a, uh, it's a, um, it's an agency called, it, it's, it's called DORS, D-O-R-S, but it stands for Division of Rehabilitation Services. So that's where I first started um, in my career from grad school, and we were um, we we provided we provided job development services and paying for job development services for people with disabilities who want to who wanted to get back into the workforce. You know what I'm saying? So we would fund like job coaching and sending them to school and whatever different types of things they needed to help them get a job. We funded those things. You know what I'm saying? So that was my um that was my first my first like career job out of grad school. And I was there for what about almost three years and I learned a ton and I was exposed to a ton. Um and that just helped that helped me that job helped me so much in getting into where I'm at now. You know what I mean? So absolutely. That's what's up, man. And and it seems like you say you got your masters in social work and you seem to want to help people. Like that's just you know what I mean? You want to give back in, 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 in that form and fashion. And people don't understand how hard it is in that field because people look at it like you're dealing with people. But nah, at the end of the day, sometimes you wear those emotions home. Like sometimes yeah, you, yeah, get, absolutely. Absolutely. you get attached to certain situations and, and be emotionally attached to For sure. um, people that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. Uh, yeah. So I know that's that was very tough and to come straight out the gate for masters and have to do that yeah yeah um, so it was a it was a very good wake-up call to what you were dealing with what you were yeah. to. for sure um, it was that's one when i was in college i always said i don't know i didn't know what i wanted to do in terms of like a job yeah. but i just knew whatever i was doing i wanted to like help people like what you know what i'm saying like whatever whatever like job i took i wanted to make i wanted to feel like i was making a difference and helping somebody you know what i'm saying yeah. so um that was always that always led me in that direction as far as like social service. I wanted to make a difference, and I wanted to, um, like I said, to help people along the way. So that was you're still continuously doing that too. To yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> sure. And um, I know this this the basis of what we was talking about. Uh, this is the reason why I had you on and got this this memoir in my hand. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. My man is an author out yeah, here. Yeah, for sure, for so, sure, man. To, uh, get the information to get this book right here. Yeah, no doubt. All right, but the reason why, and I, I strategically asked you the questions I asked you, um, to kind of get the full spectrum, it's going to make sense now at this point. While we circled around and I asked a lot of these questions, and we've been here for so long. This book right here is uh, it's a memoir dedicated to the days that you spent behind bars. Right. Um, 
any there was nowhere in this whole interview nowhere that you had talked about trouble that you talked about veering right. off the path right. there has been no interactions with people and i'm sure there might have been but there has been no concentrated talk about a, a, a traumatic event of getting in trouble yeah. or anything right so when i seen this book i was like you know what this is a book that's for somebody like me mm -hmm. in and around chaos been on the scene you know what's going on right but i have never ex had the, the the i've never had the experience going you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah right so when i seen it i'm like yo this right here is something different and i wanted to kind of you know what i mean before i before i ask you a couple questions about this i wanted to yeah. kind of get, get into your uh your take on what's made you write this book um when you were there i mean because obviously it came from when you were there yeah yeah absolutely absolutely did you have visions of making this into or actually talk about the book itself so they have background knowledge then i'll ask that question yeah all right uh cool so the book is called 30 for 30 the writings behind the wall a journal of uh jennifer rose detention center so um as my man said uh unfortunately uh last year um from march of march 15th to april 16th i was incarcerated i did you know a little over a month in jennifer road detention center the county facility in and around the county in annapolis maryland um so i wanted i mean i did i wrote it um because just like you said we're i mean we are I mean, none of us are angels. Don't get it twisted. We're not, you know what I mean? We all have done things that have been involved in situations. But we, um, at the end of the day, I feel like none of us, the people that I surround myself with, the people that I know and myself included, we don't live lifestyles that will warrant us to be in a place like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all, for the most part, law-abiding law citizens. We to stay out of trouble with taxpayers we go to work you know what i'm saying we take care of our responsibilities so you don't look at um people like that and say like oh yeah i could see that person in jail you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't i don't sell drugs i don't rob people i don't you know what i'm saying like, i don't do anything that you would that you think would land me you're not in the mix you're not in the mix of those things yeah not, not right, right. Up. exactly you know what i'm saying so um so when I found, I mean, when I found myself there, I was like, you know, this is something that I really feel like I just need to document because I know the people who know me know that like our Darren was where, like he was, you know what I'm saying? Like he was in, I can't even see that, you know what I mean? So I felt like I just needed to keep a record of it um, for, for, for one of those purposes, just because like people wouldn't, people wouldn't believe me if I told them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I wanted yeah. to just to keep a to keep a documented account of that experience. Um, and like I say, writing it from just from a perspective of a person who's, you know, I would I've, I've achieved, I've done good things, achieved good things, I've able, I've been able to do good things, been exposed to a lot, seen a lot, traveled a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, so to write it from a perspective of of a person who you wouldn't think would would be there, you know what I mean. Um, so that was that was what my mindset was, just just keeping a record of everything. And then, you know, when I got out, I was like, man, you know what? I'm I'm gonna put this out. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people don't know this. So when I got out, right, 
my girl, she bought me a book. Um, uh, matter of fact, hold on. She, my girl bought me this book, right? This is a book by, by Wayne, by Little Wayne, called Gone to November. And that was, he did the same thing. When he was locked up for, in Rikers Island, he kept a journal of every day, like his day-to-day like occurrences while he was inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already had the idea of doing that. You know, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just put it out and just see. But then once I got that book, I was like, man, I'm definitely putting this shit out now. You know yeah. what I mean? Just cause like, not, I'm not preparing myself to win at all, but like if there's an audience for that, like, and I feel like people, like I said, I, I think people would want to hear what I have to say. You know what I mean? Like, sure. have, um, you know, well known in the area, whatever. And I just, you know what I'm saying? Have a decent amount of supporters and just people who, you know, if I if I do something, they'll, you know, they'll watch and tune in to see what was going on. So I'm like, man, you know, I'm gonna just that that just gave me more of an incentive, more motivation to put it out. So right. um, so yeah, once I got out, I took I literally took my journal from when I was when I was in jail. A composition book and I just typed it all out and I added you know I, I you know I added more things just to add more substance and to make it read better you know what I'm saying but everything that I wrote it was true everything happened when I was in there and it's all coming from um from my perspective you know what I'm saying from the things that I saw to the things that I did everything in there is is a personal account you know what I'm saying so Right, man. That's it was like I said, it was something like you said, like the audience for it. Like there's definitely an audience for it because there's so many people out here that aren't in the mix that wouldn't even think about having to, you know what I mean, deal with a situation like that. So to have it with somebody that you wouldn't like you said, you wouldn't think and you say your name, somebody wouldn't even attach that to it. Maybe the last thing No, what you just said is exactly like that's the literal reason why because you wouldn't like you wouldn't attach me to something like that. Exactly. So I wanted to write it for people, you know what I'm saying? For for that reason, because I my, I wouldn't attach myself to it. So I found myself in this place that's just so so foreign to me and just so unlike my day-to-day, my day-to-day life. Um, so I just wanted to keep, you know, keep a record of it. Facts. And yeah, just writing it from a perspective of a of a person who, you know, does who who do, whose lifestyle doesn't warrant them being in a place like that. Not at all. Not at all. Doesn't warrant it at all. I just like, you know what I mean? When it, even just seeing it, man, it was just like, like, like what? Right, exactly. So I had to. Right. So, so that created like I had to see, you know, yeah, I mean, for sure. you know what I mean? But but that's also that also goes to show that, you know, one mistake. <laughs> Any one of us, you know what I'm saying? We could we could be there. And that's yeah. another thing. Like we're I, I'm we're, I, our daily lives are so far removed from it, but at the same time, one mistake or one slip up, any one of us could be in a place like that that we that we thought we could never imagine ourselves being. So we're we're so far removed, but still so close at the same time. You know what I mean? So the main one of the the, the points that I uh, I kind of highlighted in here was it's a little late it's on page 118 when you kind of talked about being in limbo with your job yeah now the thing about it that was like kind of ill to me was 
And that's just how you know it was like literally no, you should be not even attributed to the word jail. It's like a dude in jail is not necessarily thinking that way. Like that's right. not what he's thinking about. Right. You see what I'm saying? And it was more so of the fact that you didn't want to lose your livelihood behind a yeah. mistake like yeah. that. And I really, it wasn't until that point, this art, I mean, it's been a lot of stuff that kind of could have been wake ups, but this part right here was when you, like, I really realized like, man, this right here is like something that could really, could have really been a detriment. Yeah, me. no, for, for sure. I mean, that you could have, if you weren't so headstrong, pause, you could have been able to, you wouldn't have been able to, you know what I mean, navigate and get through a situation like this. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You you want to keep that? Like I said, it was it was the part that I actually highlighted was ultimately I could handle jail, for I knew it would only be a brief stint. But jail combined with not having a main source of income when I was released was something I greatly feared. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and the reason why, like I always like I said that and made that a point to to point out is because you're so clean cut that you don't want to have to deal with not having to live yeah. like you know what i mean a straight line you know what i mean because that's half the battle half the time when people that get out of jail absolutely they get put in the box and they don't get to make the decisions right right so was like man that that right there was like that was that joint was like man he really is really in limbo right now i could yeah. go out yeah. like i was going that's funny man um yeah thank yeah you yeah you, you hit it up you hit the nail on the head man that was yeah. like ultimately that was that was the scariest thing for me of course of course, jail. That's that's scary in itself. Yes. Yeah. But me, me not having me coming home, me getting out and not having um the resources that I worked so hard to attain. That was like the real fear. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I went to school. I built myself up for this. I did. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I did. Like I grinded to get to this point. Yes. And to for that to be potentially stripped away from me, that was something that I was really, really in fear of. You know what I'm saying? Like to really have to stop. Now, I mean, of course, if if, if that happens, all right, I gotta just go back to the drawing board and go back to get like, you know what I mean? Like really figure it out. You know, and figure it out, right. But to have to go back to square one after years of getting myself to this point, um, that's the that was the real test and the, and the real scary part of that situation. Yeah. Like, cause I knew, I mean, like I said, I was there and it sucked and I didn't, of course I didn't want to be there. But you could handle but, it. Yeah, I knew ultimately I wasn't, I wasn't in there for a long period of time. And that's, that's the thing, I wasn't, right. I'm not drama, I don't want to dramatize this as if like I, I did a bid or I'm not, this isn't what that's, what this is about. You know right, right. But the real, like, I was really scared of, okay, I know I'm getting out at this time, but if I get out and I don't have a job and I don't have, like, my resources, like, that's, like, that's scary to me. Way more detrimental. Yeah, exactly. Way more detrimental. Exactly. More so of a hindrance on your future because, like you said, time and time again, that that the, the, the time you spend in there was a stint. And I specifically... Yeah. That's the word that I underlined a few times. It was right. a short stint. Short stint. End. Right. But the future has to have a piece of a foundation. Like we have to still right. I mean, right. I come, come home with something to stand on. That I was very to... different for me. That that was very right. different. 
That was that yeah, was, for sure, for sure. That yeah, that's, that's, that's sure. very real. That's very real. Cause no. that, was, that was something that I was really afraid of, like really afraid of. Yeah. yeah. Another part, another part that I uh, and this is before that. This is page eighty-eight. Mm -hmm. Um, when you talked about a lady, Miss Kelly, and a conversation mm -hmm. that you had with her, and um, telling her what you were doing for a living, it says what you were doing for a living and your plans yeah. about the police. And she told you, she said, it sounds like you had a pretty good life before you came in here. And you correct corrected her by stating, no, I have a pretty good life currently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Had. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's over. Sense. Right. So, and, and I loved, and that was something that was another part that I liked too, because it was an immediate dismissal of being written off. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you had that, that mind frame, but that, and then later on, I see that one and I'm like, yo, you know what? That's still that fear is still ultimately there. It's, it's because it's still there. there's a future that you're coming home to. Right. You know, you what, know I mean? what I mean? And like you said, this is not a big, this is not going up north. Right, right, it right. It doesn't matter if it is or it isn't. A person that's never been is not going to be ready for no shit like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that that was that was. Those were two two of the top things. The other page that I had there, just to kind of, I wanted to, didn't want to harp on it too much, was when you were watching TV and then seeing the news about Nipsey. Yeah, that kind yeah. of kind of coincides with this whole thing. Like that's not supposed to be there. Right, right, right. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like, man, that was this, and I, it's dozens of things that I highlighted. But those two things, I really the, those two points that I uh, uh, I took time to talk about. Those are the two things that I really want people to understand. Like this is the that's the, like the the premise of the book. Like you see what I'm yeah. saying. You have to. There's a lot of other things that I'm not even going to talk about because you guys got to read this stuff, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Man, I, I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm for really sure. For real. Interesting. Like you know, I, I like stuff like that. I'm, I'm yeah. a buff. Like I'm a buff for stuff like that. Yeah. So to give people that aspect and being able to visualize and put themselves in your shoes for you know what I mean, a few hundred pages. Yeah, I think it was very beneficial what you did, man. That's yeah. very commendable, and I, I respect you for that for sure. For sure, man. I, I like I said, I really, really appreciate you getting it. Yeah, man. for sure. Um, that's like one of the. I mean, the main thing that I just wanted to get out of that is, for one, um, turning the negative into a positive. Right. Like, like this was a. It was a very. It was a low point in my life. It was something that. Um, it was embarrassing. It was. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. Yeah. Like, like people like and then you know like we we're from a this area is really small so people who i mean everybody knows everybody so the yep. word is out yeah like you know what i mean like and that's of, and like you said because of what your name stands for and everything that yeah. comes behind what you do and people's perceptions and whatever regardless of however you may say you don't pay attention to it it still clicks in your head when you make decisions every time absolutely so, so when you say it's embarrassing i definitely know what you mean because I've been in certain situations where I've done certain things like, man, even though somebody else might look at it like it's not that crazy and it's mm -hmm. something that happened, nah, bro, Absolutely. this don't happen to me. You know what I mean? I'm not even trying to make it like that, but nah, this don't, this right here is not supposed to happen to me. For sure. You know right. what I mean? So I, I, I just respect that, man. I said that was, it was, you know, turning a negative into a positive, but then but also showing people that, you know, your, your mistakes, they, your mistakes don't define you at all. Like we're, all of us, all of us are greater than the worst thing that we've ever done. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So um, this was just, it was a moment in time. And whenever you, you know, whenever you make a mistake, you handle, you. I mean, you address it, you deal with it. And then once it's over, 
you get up, you dust yourself off, and you continue moving forward and progressing because this is not, you know what I'm saying? This is not like the best of me. You know what I'm saying? Like your, your mistakes aren't the best of who you are. Yep. There are moments in time, there are slip-ups, there, and we all have them. So you just have to, you know, have the wherewithal to continue to, to move forward from whatever mistake it is. Some are bigger than others, you know what I'm saying? Some may take longer to get over. I'm not saying, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just have to have the, the vision and the wherewithal to continue pressing forward no matter what the situation is. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted to highlight in there as well. Like, this is something that, um, you know, it was an embarrassing moment, but it's it's a part of my story. So, I'm yeah. Gonna, you yeah. know, this is something that I'm going to, to put out and hopefully, um, hopefully and ultimately it will help someone else. Right. Who, you know, who may have the opportunity to pick it up or who may be going through the same situation. And um, it would. And it, it has already and you don't even know it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's like one of the things, you know, I, I've been putting these like these just videos out to promote the book. And um, one of the videos just about just sharing the story that you have. You know what I'm saying? Because you really don't know. All of us have stories. All of us have a story to tell. And when you tell your story, you don't know who else out there is going through something similar to you. And that gives them, it kind of gives, when you share your story, it kind of gives them the permission to to continue fighting and to to continue going on. You know what I'm saying? So it's important. It's real important for people to do that. Um, Regardless of what your story, this was a part of my story. I'm going to share it. But I know people who've been through, we all know people who've been through worse situations than this. Yeah. It's important for you to share it, and you you be surprised the audience that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like you you may think that your story is whatever it's common, or man, ain't nobody gonna listen to this. But I'm telling you, people like hearing what people go through because it gives them a sense of all right, I can make it through because this person did it. Yeah, for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those things are important, man. It's it's, it's real important. So fact, man. I encourage people to to continue to, you know, to to share their stories, however you do it. You know what I mean? That it's important. It's really important. So that's a fact, man. And this was definitely a wonderful way to share your stories. A beautiful blessing to the, to the people that was able to get their hands on it. As soon as it came out, they sold out like hotcakes. Yeah, so it did well. well. It's still doing well. Yeah, for sure. But so, uh, how can they uh, let the people know how they can uh, get purchase this book and, and support the, the book? Um, so right now you can just go to Amazon. So if you my uh, my Instagram page is Lucky Lefty four six eight L U C K Y L E F T Y four six eight. The link for the book is in my bio. It's Amazon link. It'll take you straight there. Just click on the link, go purchase it, um, and uh, you can go to Barnes and Noble and purchase it as well. The Barnes and Noble website and purchase it. Just type in. 30 for 30 and then right down there yeah 30 for 30 the writings behind the wall it'll come up um you know you can read the reviews it has really good reviews um people you know as i've got nothing but positive feedback from it thus far um you know and it's it's it's, it's been doing well so that's that's the that's the way that people can get it for now um i had copies i was selling copies on my own but the turnaround time for that takes too long. Like the, for me to put an order in um, to get personal copies to sell, it takes like a month and a half for those books to get to me. So 
I don't want people to wait that long. People, I was doing pre-orders, people pre-ordered it, but then they have to wait a month and a half to get the book because it takes that long for them to produce it and ship it to me. So um, that's why I've just been telling people, just go to Amazon, you can order it from there. And I'll still sign it, you know what I mean? Like, because people say, you don't want to sign a copy, I'll definitely still sign it for you if you get it. Um, I'll still link with you and sign a copy, so that's no problem at all, so. Gotcha, man, gotcha. Um, so that's, I just want to let y'all know, man, so y'all can go ahead and get that, man, and, and, and support the Brothers Good Book. It's a wonderful experience. It's not even just a wonderful experience. It. So definitely um, make sure y'all check that out, man. Also, if you read it, if you if you have a copy of it now, and if you are if you plan on getting a copy, please write a review on Amazon for the book. It doesn't have to be long. Just, you know, just share your thoughts on, you know, on the read, what you thought about it. Good or bad, I'm welcome to all to all criticism. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it just makes for healthy, for healthy dialogue, healthy conversation. So, um, so yeah, please write a review for it. Um, I was able to 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 get in the paper for it. Um, I didn't expect that that would happen the way it did, but you know, I was on the front. The the story was on the front page of the Capitol last week, um, and that was just a blessing in itself. Because like I said, I I was just trying to promote the book. I'm trying just trying to get it out and get it into as many hands as possible. But um, you know, I was I spoke to a reporter. I reached out to her, and she called me, and she said, you know, Darren, this this is really good. She was like, and I was kind of skeptical because a lot of people reach out to me um, saying that they've written books that are from the area. They say they've written books, and she said they're not good. <laughs> but you know, they, no, for real, like she was like, they're like I read them, they're not good. But she was, like, I read this in a day. This is really, really good. So. Um, it's an experience, man. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yes. this is an experience, bro. Thank you. Um, that's my like. I never. Um, I wasn't gonna put anything out that wasn't like a quality product. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to show people, like, just even with the videos that I did and the the design of the book, like, I put time and effort into it, and I want people to. I'm not gonna put anything out that isn't that isn't a good representation. You know what I'm saying? You. So um, so I wanted to highlight that, and you know we so me and the lady she 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 spoke to me we chopped it up, and next thing I know the next day it's on the front page. Now I I I knew it would be in the paper, but I didn't think it would be, you know, as big of a story as it was. So yeah, that's why I was saying, man, you know, you, you probably you. didn't even know. You feel me? Yeah. You did. You, there's no way you would think that, but. Yeah, somebody yeah. caught it and they got it. And it yeah, was, for sure, man, for sure. So it moved them. That definite, definitely a blessing. You know what I mean? Yes, so, sir. Yeah, just yes, sir. So what's next, man? What, what's next in uh in in the fold, man? What what you got uh what you got next for us? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, you I'm gonna pursue, you gonna pursue this author thing. You go pursue, man. People, people, people have been reaching out saying that you know, well, what's the next book gonna be about? Um, so. I don't know. That that's something, you know, that's an idea I'm toying with. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do I do like to write. I enjoy writing. Um, so that's something I'll, you know, I'll, I'll look into some more. But um if that happens, you know, I'll, you know, pe people know about it. People definitely know about it. But I'm still I'm still fleshing out those ideas right now. But um but as for now, just still, you know, just still promoting this book, getting it out to as many people as possible. Um you know, I may have some things in the works coming up as far as, you know, maybe just some question and answer sessions and things like that. Yeah. So just, you know, people can be on the lookout for and I'm going to continuously 
promote it. Um, you got to promote your product, whatever it is. You know what I mean? So that's something that um, that's something that I've seen actually now with just a lot of people in this area. And I'm sure that you're seeing it as well. Just a lot of people just starting their own businesses and um, having their own products and doing podcasting. Just having things, having having things to do and things to sell and things to promote. That's you know I I love it. That those yeah. are, that's dope to see. You know what I'm Fact. saying? It's Chris. I love creation. I love creatives. Yeah. I, love, I like it. It's it's like a form of hustling. You know what I'm saying? It it's not even it's, it's not even a hustling because people think that's the hustle to get money or whatever and be just no the whole grind and the grind that goes on behind closed doors Absolutely. and all of the things you got to go through in order to get to to the point where we're at like. For all sure. of that stuff means something like for all sure. of it for sure absolutely so i, I love to see it. i love yeah. seeing people starting their businesses and yeah. their products and yeah. yeah so um so that i mean i'm gonna continue to do that and um yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna see i'm gonna see where this author thing goes i may see where it goes but um you know for now i'm, I'm focused on i said i'm focused on this that's what i'm yes, sir on. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen for sure make sure y'all get your hands on this yeah See that? Get it on close up. Yeah, man. Thirty for thirty. You know. Now I'm uh I'm gonna go ahead and let you go, man, because we've been on here for a little while. It's been getting a little late, but um I really, really appreciate you coming on, bro. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was it was definitely a different it, this was a different interview, and we need to have these kind of interviews as well. Yeah, on absolutely. It opens up the spectrum. Like you said, we have to see it, we have to have a path, we have to be able to hear the story of somebody else in sure. order to get to where we need to go. Sure. Um, whatever sure. field they may be in, it doesn't have to just be sports. As you guys can see, somebody was removed from the sport because of a physical, you know what I mean, interruption, yeah. and he was able to pursue and still navigate life in a whole different facet that he didn't even imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So For sure. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on here to show that perspective, um, to show that, you know what I mean, you can be in situations with different classes and different creeds and also still come back with your own and and absolutely maintain your your integrity and go through life and and, and pursue greatness. That's that's the main reason why I had you on here, and I really really appreciate it. I know I say it a thousand times, but I keep saying it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, for sure. And that's um, like I said, thank you. And those the, all of those things are important. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just want to tell you, man, just keep keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Like I said, yeah, I I'm a fan. I, I'm a big fan. Always been a fan. Always been a fan of you. What you're doing. And once yeah. you started this, this was a this is an excellent platform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you, bro. For people, uh, for people in our area to to tell their stories, and um, for people you know who who may know about a person but you know may not know as much in depth, this is yeah. a platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I applaud you. You know what I mean? I and I'm I'm more than thankful to uh, to be a guest on it. Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. And when I get on big TV screens, you're gonna be right there with me again. I might, <laughs> for sure. I might meet you there, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right no now, doubt. You know no what doubt. I'm saying? No doubt, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, dog. And um, everybody, um, I thank you guys for coming out and, and checking out my man D on uh on, on this gift is free podcast, man. And like I said, make sure y'all go to Amazon right down there. I got Sorry, it right down here. I mean, go in there and search that on Amazon and get that book. Yeah, man. Give me a chance, man. You gonna like it. It's it's, it's thought provoking. It's funny. Um, it's introspective. You, you you'll enjoy it. I'm calling it's an experience. It's definitely an experience. It's not a book. This is an experience. <laughs> word, word, word. No doubt. <laughs> like I said, man. I really appreciate it, man. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go and, and and go ahead and close this thing out, and and I'll see you in a little bit, bro. All right, my brother. All right, man.
Later. Appreciate my man coming through this evening, man. It was definitely a, a, a joyous, joyous interview, and I really, really, really sincerely appreciate it, man. Like I said, you guys, this is – I wasn't even just saying it because it's my homeboy. This is really an experience. Like, you know what I mean? If you've never had been in the path or, or, or to, to go down a wrong street or just been kind of provoked to be in a, a bad situation or whatever the case may be, you've just been living clean and doing your thing, you know what I mean? This is something that is an experience that you can get, you know what I mean, and, and, and really see in depth what somebody like that was going through, you know what I mean. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, end this thing real quick, man. And uh, like I said, I appreciate everybody for coming out and joining the, the interview tonight. And I'm gonna make sure this is available on YouTube, and I'm gonna put it on um, iTunes on the podcast app as well, so you guys can get listens on iTunes. Um, that'll probably be on in the next couple of days. And as always, man, you guys can go to giftisfree.com. It's on the ticker at the bottom to check out um, the gear that we have up. And I have a blog on there as well. Um, other than that, man, I appreciate everybody that came through. Like I said, a thousand times because I really mean it. I appreciate it. And uh, always remember, man, the gift is free. It's all about what you're going to do to separate yourself. Get out there this week. Um, grind hard to shine hard, man. That's what it takes. You got to separate yourself. It's a thousand people, million people want to do what you do. So, what's going to be the difference when you do it? I appreciate y'all, man. I'll see y'all soon. Holla.